Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello, hello. Okay, so I can't even. I'm like jumping out of my skin to talk about this damn wedding. Oh my gosh, so ready. So... Oh, I don't even know where to start. I have so much data. I don't even know where to start. How about when the doors open? Okay, so I have a question. So when the doors opened, what was getting me during that whole thing was why Valentine kept looking at Nina and then Nicholas. He kept going back and forth between the two. I think he was looking for a reaction. And he didn't get one. We know that much. (laughs) So, like, I want to know what your thoughts are on the whole Nicholas confrontation. But just, like, an overall, like, what I thought about that, I just felt like, eh. (laughs) Like, I feel like the whole Nicholas showing up into the church and being like, I'm alive. And whatever Nina's plan was for Valentine was completely overshadowed by Laura's confrontation to Nicholas. So, like, I'll, I'll say that for now. And mm-hmm. I know we'll get into it some more, but like, what did you think about the overall like Nicholas showing up and that whole his confrontation with Valentine? Well, I thought it was very minimized, and then especially too when Ava was putting in her piece and explaining what was happening, like nobody was listening to her, nobody took her seriously. I know that she is who she is, but at the same time, we have to, you know, give her some sort of credit for what has gone on or what you know he tried to do. But like, if we go off to Valentine. I knew, we knew, we know how he is. We know how he reacts. And I knew he was going to dismiss everything he said. Like it wasn't as powerful and triumphant as we wanted it to be. Not at all. No, so flat. And I, well, first of all, like I just feel like the overall Nicholas coming back and taking back over the Cassidy estate, I think it just all happened by default because is he not just like squatting there for now? Because nothing legal (laughs) really, really actually happened. And like, and as for Ava, when you're saying no one's taking her seriously, I'm assuming you mean when she kept saying that Valentine pushed her off the parapet? Yes. Oh my God. Just a side note. I love that Julian asked, what's a parapet? <laughs> I know. I know. I thought that was so, so, so funny. Um, to be honest, I Googled it this week. I mean, I get the point, but I, I still Googled it. Um, but like when she was there and at the end upset that nobody was saying, like, like, like you said, taking her seriously about him trying to kill her. What shocked me when she was confronting the lawyer in front of Jordan was that she never mentioned that the lawyer is the one that asked her for the walk, lured her out onto the parapet, and then disappeared. He asked her to look at art. How did she end up on the parapet? And he kind of like never came out there with her. How does she not bring that up? I know. I was really upset about that because that would have sold her point. Exactly. And so like... The, my favorite part, because like I said, I just didn't find like the Nicholas confronting Valentine nor Val- uh, Nina confronting Valentine all that exceptional. But what I did find a freaking amazing was watching everybody's expressions. Like, it, like, like no one could tear themselves away. Like even Ava's face, Jack's, Jordan for some reason could not stop staring at this whole thing. Like Jordan was so fixated on the drama. It was hilarious. <laughs> the behind the scenes acting is the best. I found it was really exceptional for for those things. Like, that is what, for me, was kind of, like, awesome in those scenes. But what really got me was what I hated the most was, you know, fine, Nina wasn't sure what she was doing, but it was sort of like she had no vindication. Like, did it really need to be that much of 
of a flop. You know what I mean? Like, like she went through all the details and all that stuff, but it's just like at the end of it, like, I mean, I was a bit moved by Valentin's response to her in the sense of like how he was showing a bit of vulnerability. Um, yes. Showing her how important that she was, that he basically let her do anything and hurt him in any sort of way. But I felt it was all BS because the last thing he did was get upset and sort of say, um, I've never manipulated her. And then, and then proceeded to manipulate her <laughs> and accuse everyone else of manipulating her. And I'm like, aren't you now being manipulative? saying that you are the one who is doing all the good things for Nina and that everyone else manipulated her into doing this and she herself didn't kind of do this. Like, she didn't tell anybody she was doing this. It got me fired up. So I just hated that he kind of had the last word in this. And I'm just like, and I think it showed. Like, Nina, we saw that she was apprehensive. She made a point of saying all this week that she was apprehensive and didn't know whether she was going to do it or not. And I think that really showed in her acting because she was so unsure to the point where she couldn't even... Other than, like, outlining the truth, she couldn't mm-hmm. even get hers in. You know what I mean? Like, there was no mm-hmm. anger. To be honest, I just feel like she is so weak when it comes to Valentine that she had to do something explosive like this to make the relationship end because there was no way in hell she was ever going to do it. Like, the fact that she said all this was like, I was, I did all this, hit a dead man from you, um, invited all the people you hated, to this fake wedding in hopes that you would be honest with me. First of all, red flag, if you have to do all that to get your partner to be honest with you, probably shouldn't be with them. And the fact that she would have been with him if he took the opportunity to be honest and fight for her. Blew my mind. Oh, you're like capturing everything I want to say. So like 100% agree that like, she just looks like a broken person. She, she really, really did. And I just, like, I just kind of had enough. Like, she's being really pathetic about it, not to mention the way she's been when, she, like, as she's returned to Crimson also. Like, she's really, really caught up in her own drama. And Valentine hasn't only ruined her in certain ways in their relationship, but just overall, like, even when she's not with him, she's so kind of consumed by him that I find that she is um, not really living up to her own potential, basically, in other areas of her, her life. You know what I mean? Like, she's creating flops a little bit all over the place at this point. But one thing I did have to say, when she makes the point of saying that she knew all along, all along, then explain to me why she would have Sasha arrested. If she understands that Sasha was a pawn in this whole scheme, and he was the mastermind, why Mm -hmm. were you ready to have her arrested and you're not ready to have him arrested? Because what the hell did you think would happen? The police commissioner is there. You outlined how he defrauded you. You had Sasha already arrested for fraud. And... What did you think would happen? And and then you and then she was so upset at the thought of him getting arrested. That's a very good point. I didn't even think of all that stuff. Um, he, like you said, she's just blinded when it comes to that. Like it's she did not know all along, or she was in denial, and she just wanted to blame somebody. So Sasha was the easiest target. But the whole point is, all of that was under the presumption that. She was playing along, that she was playing a role. Like, I believe what they're telling me. You know, I'm going to let them think that. So I'm going to go after Sasha because that's the story they're telling me. But now that the truth is coming out, explain yourself. You know what I mean? If you really wanted revenge that badly and you really wanted to, like, you know, take it out on someone, here is your chance. It just, it's... It's just a little frustrating. Like, I'm not okay with how that storyline is going. With her, with her character. 
So I just find that like everything you're saying about her being a broken person is and and how messed up she is over Valentine. I feel all of this shows how kind of sick and twisted it really is. Because at the end of the day, she's so hurt by him. She's so mad at him. She feels so betrayed by him. But it doesn't matter. She will go after everyone else for so much less. But she mm-hmm. won't really ever, um, I don't think, ever really punish him. Like, she did this whole thing, but it was it, it was all very, like, accidental. And she even points to that. Like, I don't know if I was going to do that. Nicholas came in. So then I just sort of said stuff. And I didn't even do things intentionally or thoughtfully. So I confronted you and a bunch of people. And oopsies, all of these things amounted to a crime when somebody arrested you. <laughs> Like, it was just so, like, and, and it's not to say that the story was done in a bad way, but I, I just mean, like, the character Nina was so, like, lazy in how everything went. She had no intent behind any of the stuff that she did. No concept of what the outcome would be. She was very aware that she could hurt Charlotte, but I feel like she had zero understanding of what she wanted to happen or could no. happen. She just wanted to let it happen to her so that she could feel a little less guilty about what was going to happen to Charlotte. Okay, so kind of justifying that he did what he did, which is worse than what I'm doing right now. Yes, like, so he, so people can see him for the monster that he is. and Everyone eventually else d- does, though. I know, <laughs> like, I know. Like, that's it's the hard worst to... part. Like, everyone knew every, like, I mean, no, not everyone could have known all the details of how he pulled off what he did, but it's just mm-hmm. really, really messed up thing. It's a really, really messed up thing that this person had to out him in front of people who aren't always bad, all just to convince herself that he's bad and that I shouldn't be with him. And I don't even know how much of a good job she's done. Like, literally, like, the only reason they're not together right now is because, like, he's arrested. Because who knows what would have happened otherwise. Ugh, like, I don't she's, even want to think about that part. Right? It's like she's just sort of walking away from him. And so, like... About Jordan, you know, like, she was very fixated on everything and very interested, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, a little zoned out as well. Totally. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're doing a really good job, even in the background acting, of just showing that there's something um, going on with her. But just some feedback about the whole, like, reveal, the whole wedding episode. So, P.T. Moxie was just talking about how great the episode was. And what was with Jordan? Too depressed to arrest someone who actually committed a crime? (laughs) Worst commissioner ever. (laughs) Think that that would be the first thing that she did. So, she was very, like, blah about what to do with Valentine. She was very blah when, like, Ava was trying to get Valentine arrested. But then later, I don't know what happened. She was just like, okay, let's do this. And she decided to arrest him. But enough of that. Like, I just think, to me, the best part of that whole thing was Laura. So I just found that all of this whole wedding slash Nicholas reveal, to me, it was amazing, but not for the reasons we anticipated. Like, if you were watching for Valentine being taken down, meh. But when it came to, to Laura confronting Nicholas, I have never been so satisfied ever. Like, never, ever, ever have they captured every single detail or every single thought you might have had. You know what I mean? Like, you watch a soap opera, you know all the details, and you start to think to yourself, oh my gosh, like, well, what about this? You know, what about these consequences? And Laura laid it all out for him. She summarized, like, all of the main points, like, all the suffering Spencer's been under, even everything he did to Ava. Like, she addressed it all. Oh, my God. You're saying it perfectly. So, the it amazed me 
and I'm going to put some air quotations as in real. Like we, we like these real reactions, but it's real <laughs> based on this world. Do you know what I mean? So the fact is she's still going through such a spectrum of emotion, allowing herself to feel and um, all of the things that she needed to feel. Like that slap, that slap was everything. Yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> like I saw her like looking up. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna slap him. I mean, Laura is fed up with her son's fake dying. I mean, Lucky <laughs> died once and wasn't dead. Nicholas faked his death and then did it again. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! And I just love that. Like K- K- Laura was just very on point. You know what I mean? She was thinking about because, like, she, like because th- she mentioned this last week, and I kept thinking how wrong she is. And in this week, you see her recognizing that whatever idea she had of Nicholas, he's not that anymore. Because last week she was saying um, to Lulu, like, you know, what would Nicholas want? Like, Nicholas would want all the Catherines to get along, <laughs> you know, like for Charlotte's <laughs> sake and all that stuff without actually knowing who he is now. And so I love the way that she, you know, addressed him on behalf of Spencer. So Keepsake Files was saying it was a great day. The writers after three years gave us a great writing and drama. Jeannie portrayed Laura's reactions perfectly. She should win an Emmy. I think she made Nicholas realize he really was not there for Spencer. I think Spencer will finally come to the reunion we have waited for. I believe his reaction will be much worse than Laura's. Can't wait and bring back Hayden ASAP. Uh, Yes, like like I can't wait to see his reaction and... I totally want her back. So I love that comment. I love that comment. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping for that because we saw Laura's reaction. It was extremely intense. And I guess I'm hoping for that level of heat between Spencer and, and Nicholas, like an intense confrontation, but also I I feel like it's going to be a, like a lot more emotional as well. Uh, It has to be, there has to be far more emotion in their relationship has gone through so many ups and downs. I mean, I know it's different for every person, but this has to be explosive. I think it will be. And one reason I think it might be explosive in a very contained but highly emotional way, this is my hope, is because Laura is flying to talk to Spencer in person and most likely bring him back. So the point is he's going to have time to reflect and think about how hurt he is and really formulate what he wants to say to his dad. Ooh, very insightful. So I wonder, I wonder if that will be the thing that really, you know, makes it amazing. Uh, because it's, it's interesting because everyone else has been surprised by this, whereas, whereas Spencer will be prepared to see Nicholas. So we'll see what that will, um, will look like. Lulu was so happy to see <laughs> Nicholas. And it like, it like took her a minute, I find, to catch her mother's drift. Because once she listened to Laura's speech, she's more on that end of things. You could see that she physically moved closer. Like there was a transitional phase in her emotions and physically. So, so that's what makes that move so Lulu. But like that's the thing about Lulu is that she has so much passion and so much emotion about things. But she's often like kind of sort of wrong in some cases. <laughs> And that's what made me, like, giggle a little bit. She's like, Mom, what are you doing? No, Mom, you're right. I'm on your side now. It's just, that's Lulu. A little bit, like, everywhere. Um, That's um, so true and extends into so many things throughout the week. Okay, so when Ava popped into that whole episode, like, basically that confrontation between Laura and Nicholas really made the freaking episode. So I was beyond shocked when Ava walked in saying that they were going to get married. Um, same. I think my mouth was, like, gaping open. I was just sort of like the relationship between Laura 
and Ava is so messed up. And in a way, like, I'm like, okay, is that why it's it hasn't been so harmonious, Ooh. the relationship, you know? Like, I, I wasn't sure, but it was just sort of, like, in that moment. I don't know. Something about it made sense to me. Like, okay, so this is the Laura and Ava thing. It's it's up, it's down. Um, they're connected and they care in some kind of weird way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of reminded me and, and I, of, like, Sunny and Ava this week, which I thought was yes. bizarre. It oh, my was God, like, you totally, you read my mind. You know, so that whole like Laura Ava thing and 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 Sunny Ava thing was it was similar to me because Sunny was toned down with her. I was like yes. confused watching it because I'm watching it through the lens of you hate each other. So it made me really confused because he was like being kind to Ava. Well, I watched it twice just to make sure I was hearing things correctly and that facial expressions and what I was expecting all meshed together. <laughs> Right? Because he was basically, like, being an eater, for one. Like, letting her vent. Because, you know, her, she usually chases down Carly if something happens <laughs> in her life. And and so she shares everything. But, like, that's what baffles me with Ava and this whole wedding thing. Not to mention Sunny's non-reaction. Like, maybe people just feel like, oh, I'll take care of Spencer. Or no one is thinking of Spencer. But when Ava showed up to marry... Nicholas which by the way there was some funny um, comments about that so Sylvie underscore the NWLA realtor said Ava has something he wants and it's not her (laughs) so I mean (laughs) that was clear like we all know that they had some kind of chemistry but there was obviously some kind of like blackmail or deal going on here I didn't really think that she was blackmailing for the codicil I didn't know what exactly was going on and I didn't know what her game plan was but what's getting me is that even when Nina was convincing Ava to go along with this whole plan, and even when Nicholas confronted Ava, it was about the fact you screwed over Spencer. And yes. we're doing this for Spencer. We're giving Spencer back what's rightfully his. And I was under the impression that was a big reason why she prevented Valentine from getting the codicil and while she was, why she was going along with it all, despite her feelings for Nicholas, despite her being mad at Nicholas. I thought Spencer was the underlying motive for a minute. And so now you get Spencer his everything back, his whole estate back with the whole codicil thing. Mm-hmm. But now you're threatening because this it came out now. Now we know what her freaking revenge is for. Now she wants to clean out Nicholas. I know. I was very disappointed that that was the kind of end result because the reality is everybody's saying Spencer, Spencer, Spencer. But it's like just to clear their conscience in that moment he's not there and they're just kind of throwing his name around and it's meaningless and it's just like how is Ava going to react when Spencer does come back and how is she going to look at him knowing whatever she does to his father will directly impact him so given that I said that okay this might be weird for me to read this but what do you think so Mm -hmm. Cheryl underscore Watley says Ava's my fave character can't wait to see the storyline I think Ava deserves some happiness and we did talk about this a little bit in the sense that like her little happy ending, her redo, her, I don't think she'll be able to cause any harm because she was haunted just by somebody else. What do you mean? Um, by Kiki. Oh, right. She was haunted. So it wasn't so far-fetched <laughs> that Nicholas could have haunted her too. But like, I feel like there's something to this comment about her deserving happen- happiness and something that you also just said too, which I forgot, but it made me think that maybe this is her happiness and maybe why her motive seems like, eh, really? You want to clean him out? 
it's because it's one of those motives that will easily disappear and she'll forget about and lose track of. Ooh, I like then, that. You know, to that because now that I'm talking, that might make it a bit more sense because I was just like, why would you force him to get married for this? You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of ways that she wanted to get revenge on Nicholas that she could have done it, but marriage, <gasps> and and the whole thing about mm-hmm. money just confused the crap out of me because like because. The whole thing about her is that she has a lot of money. She made a point of saying this when she burnt her face, that I never have to work again. She made a comment about how much money she has. Yeah. So okay, the so sharing here's... of the fortune, all that stuff confused me. Go ahead. Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like you made the connection where um, how Laura was with Ava and how Sunny was reacting to Ava. Like, I felt there was a lot of underlying and some clues. Valentine, at some point, when he was talking to his lawyer said there is a very thin line between love and hate which was very much visually displayed as to how nicholas woke up ava their first morning together Ooh, that's yeah that's very there that is so there like i mean they're gonna fall for each other like once all this tension sort of fades i think that's the course for them but I, I just find it not believable when Ava acts like a little afraid. Like the fact that she, like, because we were saying how <laughs> funny it was when Ava, because I just feel like Ava and Obrecht, they're both such big characters. And then putting yes. them together like that, it's like, not only are they two big characters they're putting together, I find that they're two characters of two different worlds. They might be villains, but they're different kinds of villains. True. And so it was like, okay, this is crazy. And then we see this week that we're going to see more of them together. But like wanting Dr. O to be there, wanting to be like, oh no, he may kill me. It's like, you are not helpless. Like, what is this? Concern about money. Like you're going to, you know, I'm going to end up with nothing. I want part of his fortune for what? I mean, I guess she wants to like, kick him where it hurts sort of a thing yeah but, that too but I just found it hilarious about like let's just bring Dr. O into this and just to talk about how for the first time ever in a confrontation that they really went into every detail I found it was it would have been really easy for the writers to just sort of neglect any past that Nicholas had with with Brit I think that would have been right. easy and the huh. fact that Dr. Like, like Obrek sat with Nicholas and confronted him about how he affected her life, that is real. You know what I mean? Like, all the characters would have had, like, because we talked about that. Well, if I was this person, you know, this and this would be an issue or that and that would be an issue. Not everything can always be addressed. But I really felt in, in Nicholas's return, every little detail has been confronted. Oh and God, I, I loved it. I love it because you forget... And we say this constantly, but I think that's what keeps us going, is that you wait for these big reactions, and then when they do come, and then it snowballs, and you're like, wait, this person's interweaved into this person. How is that person going to react? And we just, like, wait for it, and it just rolls out, and it's fabulous. And with this one, I see a lot of that. Like, I'm seeing that as I'm watching Nicholas, especially in today's episode, that there's so much more I didn't even think of. But I just liked that a lot of his his impact that he has had and could have was addressed quickly in a way like in a really satisfying way through all of the conversations he's having okay so the thing about the whole Ava and Nick Nick's like marriage like to be honest like now we know why she's doing what she's doing but to be but before we knew this I was wondering if the revenge thing had something to do with custody of Avery 
Because at one point I was laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, Ava would be Cam's aunt. And we already saw her starting to have interactions with Cam, which I find hilarious because Elizabeth tried to get away from the mob. But it's just, I'm just saying that the characters in her life are like very questionable regardless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even on Nicholas's end, Avery would become, like he would be Avery's stepdad. Whoa, I didn't even like connect the dots. So when I realized that, I actually thought that all of this was just, I don't know, some ploy to just appear like, you know, to get her piece of the like Carly Sunny pie, if you will. You know, you got Sunny Carly, she's annoyed by them. She sees them as this like, you know, united front basically that's always fought her. And I thought that putting herself with Nicholas, she felt, okay, well, I've got my little family, my, my partner, my like power in this. And now mm-hmm. maybe I could get Avery or something like that. I thought it had to do with custody, but no, it's it's money. <laughs> I would have liked a little bit of that, like having her focus on stability. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. It might happen by accident, though, as she continues to live um, at Windermere. But another moment that I really loved was Kevin's part in all of this. Like his moment with Nicholas, I thought was amazing. And also showing how far gone Nicholas was in not thinking of Spencer. The fact that Kevin had to hand in the phone to be like, maybe you should call your son. Yeah, it's like you forgot. (laughs) Well, I I just love that. I just loved how it came through. It was just so freaking well done on that end, you know, like the Nicholas reveal. But aside mm. from all that drama, multiple dramas were happening. So there's a wedding going on and there's also like a kidnapping, <laughs> which was resolved very fast. Like, I just loved it. You know, Charlotte grabs the bouquet and immediately was like, the flower, the channels, <laughs> they're that way. And when she calls to talk to Jordan, I'm like, you know, she was at Windermere. Did I you know. think she left? So <laughs> But I know I'm fast forwarding a little bit. So I just want to talk about Maxie and Peter. So they're taking care of Charlotte. I was happy because I feel like it's somewhat of a normal reaction. You know, like Maxie is not only Nina's sister-in-law, but also Lulu's best friend. And so I would assume her to be protective if she thought for a second that, because that's what it looked like. It's, it didn't look like, oh, it's my week. I'm going to take no, my daughter at midnight just mm-hmm. on a quick thing away from our house right (laughs) so the fact that she was there saying you're not taking her anywhere and then peter like i was just like first of all if you run in and you see peter on the floor run back out like that's what i was thinking how long could you stare at him on the floor and if he needs to be on the floor longer just go the other way and like when she was alone with charlotte i just kept saying okay fine everybody wants to protect charlotte and i get that and peter did an amazing job you know just talking to her about grown-up stuff before she went to sleep Mm-hmm. But Maxi, why not talk to her like a child? Don't say too much. Just be like, hey, Charlotte, it's important that maybe we go find your mom. Your yes. mom is still here. There's a lot going on. Why don't we let your dad talk with Peter and let me go find your mom? Or don't go anywhere without telling your mom. But after the way we saw all of it unfold, I don't really think Charlotte cares one way or another about what? Lulu. I know. And, and that was a little, I mean, we knew that that could happen but man was it ever evident now and and I feel like she knows a little bit more than what she's letting on um Charlotte I mean so Beardette 39 was saying I'm curious to see how the storyline with Charlotte will play out she's too nosy to not pay attention to Maxie and Peter's convo mm-hmm. so when they were talking when she was asleep so quietly. and it was right <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was obvious she saw her dad push Ava over I'm starting to think so too. So, and and I feel like 
Charlotte might have known that her dad might have been taking her away from her mom for maybe, you know, a bit longer. It's not the first mm-hmm. time he's tried taking her and go on the run. And, and I think Anna showed up even the last time to talk him out of it. So, Anna. Oh, boy. Can we talk about <sighs> Anna for a second? So, I just want to say something. I think you're right. So, you ha- we were ta- when we talked about, like, Anna and Finn... Mm-hmm. And the whole Peter scenario, you were just talking about like, you know, Finn's party is violent and it's very possible that he may on his own just not agree with Anna's decisions and find it's not safe for Violet and kind of take off on his own. Yes. You sort of said that, that there might be a deal breaker down the line. And so I just thought it was interesting because just in this week's episode, when they were talking like Anna was talking to Finn about Violet, let's say, let's take Violet skating. He yes. was so concerned about like Violet's safety. Yep. And he was really annoyed that Anna was lying. So I'm wondering if that prediction is true that her devotion to Peter will ultimately be a deal breaker for him because we're seeing how protective he is of her. And a lot of the times he's talking about his daughter to her and then he has to stop. To be like, oh, you're far away. It's about Peter. And then he, like, gives her the attention to talk about Peter. Oh, yeah. That's totally going to happen. Which I'm always at. And and so what did you think about her intense emotion around Valentine's arrest? (sighs) Well, they obviously have some sort of thing. I just don't know what (sighs) that thing is. (laughs) (sighs) And I don't like it. It creeps me out when I see it. Yeah, you're not alone there. <laughs> like, when he touched her face <laughs> in the police station when she came back from her hiatus. So yes. Tammy12224 said she probably still feels guilty of the past, of how he was treated by Alex. Oh. Maybe. You know the thing is, I believe that. Because Anna has a tendency to, you know, that hero complex where she takes responsibility for things that are not her problem? Oh, like, yeah. even with Peter. Oopsie poopsies, I think he's my sister's. I'll take him. And now I'll protect him and I'll compromise on my, like, principles. Okay. So, like, I can possibly see that being maybe part of it. And obviously she knows that he was in love with her in the past. Mm. But still, like, it's just the background <laughs> acting once again was amazing. Like, Valentin's being arrested and he's saying all these things, like, about Nicholas. Like, what about Nicholas? And in the background you see how irritated Finn is. And then, and I was loving his facial expressions. Seriously. And then you see Anna, who's all like, oh, oh poor, poor, smart. poor him guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, so then other takes on this. Um, so Kelly Dot McAllister was saying that Fanola Hughes' facial expressions are always perfectly rich with emotion. She can convey so much so subtly. She was, this was superb. Anna's goal was to stop Valentine from fleeing with Charlotte. She nailed it. Hmm. And I have another comment that kind of matches this, and then we can talk about them. So Demetrius Anatikos was saying that Anna is the only one who can get through to Valentine. Well, it's starting to look more and more like it, for sure. So, like, I get that that was her goal, and that's cool. She really did her job. She saw the situation as escalating, and she didn't want him to do anything stupid. She knew how to talk to him, and also this to protect Charlotte. She did her job. She was excellent. But there was still a lot of emotion when she saw him being taken away. Like, when that was was... all over, there was still a lot there. And I just think that it's a powerful statement and a powerful reality that she has that much power and sway and influence over Valentine because, I don't know, like, his his relationships are tumultuous. They have been with Nina, 
They have also been with Anna. But it looks like the person who has the most power consistently is Anna. It's kind of interesting because she's usually with people of varying spectrums of that type of personality, right? Like her relationship now is very normal. And we've addressed this a number of times. It's it's very normal and almost mundane <laughs> and just like mm-hmm. regular stuff. And And I just don't think that is meant for her. So she is going to be pulled into something else. I think so too. Because at first when Finn was meeting with Jax, I completely blanked. I was like, what are these two doing <laughs> together? Like, how do they know each other? But then he started to talk about Hayden. And it's interesting because Hayden's not there, but she's very, very present. And I look at that because I'm thinking, okay, Anna's got this thing going on with Peter where she's meeting with him. And Finn has got this thing going on with Hayden. So they both have these people that they really, really care about, but they're kind of like things that they're doing without each other on the side. You know what I mean? Like Hmm. Finn is determined to find out about Hayden. And I don't know how much Anna knows of this. And I found he was very Anna-esque when he was dealing with Jax. Like he was very firm with him, wanting to understand what's happened. It's a good observation. And... Anna, on the other hand, I don't know what the hell she did. I found her her meeting with Peter was a waste of time. Like, like you already know what you know, and I get it. You wanted to see, I guess what the goal there was just to see how he answered her questions. I just have to say, when I was looking at that scene, I was just like, I need that teacup. Her teacup is so nice. <laughs> and I was like, blah, 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 Peter's a bad guy. We freaking know. Where did you get that teacup? But it's just like, <laughs> I, I, just, I was just like, what a waste of, of time. You already had this conversation with Finn where you're just like, I don't know, I'm compromising myself. Why don't mm-hmm. we just cut to the chase? You feel like you're his mother. You yep. want to protect him. So just embrace that freaking role. Like, make a decision. So if you want to do that and you want to, like, put Peter first and you want to take care of him and you want to protect him, why didn't you just confront him and tell him, hey, I'm on your side. I'm going to help you cover this up. What are you doing? Because now Robert's on the, like, trail. Yes. <laughs> on the Peter's trail. He's always been, but now he's hot to trap. So the thing I realized with that whole that whole scene, first of all, hilarious. Jason and Sam pulling up being like, we got a proposal. And I'm like, okay, like Robert cares about your sex life, but sure, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead and make this proposal. But even when Robert was getting all like, I don't make deals with mobsters. I'm like, what are you talking about? You let Jason interrogate a witness at the PCPD. You let them tag along to stuff. You guys were literally working together. I know. So he his see whole, what he wants to see. Right? Like his whole stance on this was just a little surprising given the rapport that they have come to build. But the thing I realized was as annoying as this whole parole situation is, I now understand its purpose is to push the whole like reveal of Peter forward. Yes. Because I was just like, this thing is so stupid, this parole thing. They just want to be together. But now I kind of understood what that led to. It led them to Robert. It's leading Robert to Peter. And something you said earlier, because you mentioned that Valentine gave you a clue into, let's say, the dynamic between Nicholas and Ava, you know, a thin line between love and hate. Mm-hmm. But he also gave me, I don't know if it's a clue, but he made me think of something. So <laughs> okay. when he was telling him, how could Helena just be my mother? Because that's a huge other thing that he's not even a Cassidine. You're just a crappy person for no reason. <laughs> like, and, and so I love that. And he was just sort of like, that can be like, we hated each other, me and Helena. And I just kept thinking, wow, like the first thing that came to mind when he said that was like, 
like Peter and Robert. Yes. I am wondering if Robert will come to find out that Peter is his. It'll be a major dilemma, moral dilemma at that point in time. (laughs) It's funny you're saying that because I'm like, yeah, that's Anna with with Robert. I don't know. He'll be like, ah, I hate you anyway. (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know how how he would feel. So real fast, I just want to go back to Nina and Jax for a minute. So we have a comment by KW Media's, and it's true. So Jax was telling, like, you know how Jax was telling Nina, like, don't do the whole revenge thing. It's not going to feel good. So he was saying it wouldn't help her feel better. So he says this, I want to know why are you doing it for then, sir? Like referring to Jax, because after he told Nicholas he was through, he also Mm -hmm. said he would handle Valentine in his own way. But what for exactly? Oh, I kind of missed that. That's a very good point. <laughs> and we did talk about this, you know, like certain things were getting resolved and we were kind of like, well, what's his beef with uh, Valentin? Because the whole Claudette, he's still searching for Claudette. Right. So I'm still wondering about the mystery in terms of what are Jax's motivations because they're clearly personal and not professional. Cinnamon Deb brought this point up. Definitely a letdown, sort of referring to the whole um, Valentinina confrontation. And mm-hmm. she brought this point up. And what about the DNA test she's still holding on to? Ooh. Like, will she hand that over? That's a very good point. I hope and... so. I hope she just pushes it forward. <sighs> Me too. Like, seriously. How, like, you, you got this DNA sample done. You organized this whole confrontation. Like, just follow through. Follow through. That's all. A little follow through here. And... <laughs> And the whole thing with Ava and Nicholas, this is what I'm wondering. And I mean, there's been a lot of speculation because like he, he sent Hayden away. And when would you have, because they made a point that Hayden made a point of saying we're still married. Yes. And then he married, and we know that Nicholas has changed and he's very deceitful and he'll do anything to get his way. And I just feel like at some point, Ava's got to figure that out. And I don't really know at what point in time, you know, he, he had a chance to organize a proper divorce with Hayden. So I wonder if he went through with this whole thing because, like, there's really no risk of marrying Ava at this point. Oh, my God. That's absolutely what I think he's doing. He's very manipulative, very calculated, and I don't see what other option he had. So it's, like, the easiest one. I just have to say, though, when they kissed at their wedding, they both seemed super into it. And then (laughs) after it, like, Nicholas kind of looked, like, hesitant. She looked a little nervous. I feel like they're feeling each other out. (laughs) Whatever. But, like, (laughs) anyways, they looked to me. Accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they seem to have enjoyed themselves. That's all I'm saying. So I'm just like, which is it, guys? (laughs) I think there's a lot of different levels there. Inquiring minds want to know <laughs> what the deal is. Okay, so Maxie. Maxie. She's tugging at my heart a little bit. Like, yes. at Lulu's when she was there, like, there was just... She was different. You know what I mean? Like, she was, she was like, so... Like, the mature one. And she was telling everyone to slow down. And she seemed really affected by the whole thing. Hurt by Nina. Like, really... Like, this is what I mean about, like, a really good confrontation. So... Here we have Maxie confronting Nina, being like, why wouldn't you tell me? Like, why wouldn't you tell them about Nicholas? Like, you know how much they love him. So I just like that they paid attention to that. But it was like the beginning of, like, I guess, showing us how things are really changing between Maxie and Nina. I think so, too. There's a, there's a definite shift. You can feel it. It's very palpable. And, like, Nina, I just, it was, ins- I just feel like, 
not only do you look dumb in your relationship, she used to look formidable in her work and not so much anymore. No, she makes her feel small on purpose so she can feel big. Yes, that's ex- that. Thank you. That's exactly what it was, and that's what was bothering me is that she was making Maxi feel very small. Like, fine, you might take your big role back, but the fact that y- you didn't really act like her say had any value, and the fact that you were still acting like, oh, Sasha, like I mean, crim- like um, deception was coming to you with an amazing deal, and you were still fixated on your personal life, and it's like everyone had to kind of tell you, like. <laughs> It's not personal. Lucy had to say that, you know, Maxie was offering her options, but I just love how Sasha stormed in. And I'm glad that she's over it. You did something crappy. You made a bad choice. And I'm Mm -hmm. happy she's doing sort of what Lucy had urged her to do a long time ago. Live your life. Show people you're making better choices. And I like that she didn't let all that emotional stuff get in the way of just confronting Nina about how stupid she was being. I know. It was incredible to see. Like, she's come a long way. Yes. And do you know what she reminds me of? But like, (laughs) so like when she was with Michael and she Mm -hmm. was you know um and they were just showing her on the cover or whatever of their fake crimson thing I was thinking wow you know it's so reminiscent to Brenda (gasps) whoa very very good comparison except she has better head on her shoulders (laughs) that is exactly what I was gonna say except I I was gonna say something like but she's a real person like she's a whole person (laughs) that's what I like about her she's definitely a tougher realer person than Brenda's character in the show I love that she has her own stuff going on but Mm -hmm. it's funny because with Michael I'm like I guess he's the Jax because you know what I mean he was raised by Jackson Sonny so we have Brenda and we're like what's Michael a bit of both a bit of both definitely a bit of both so Michael you know wants to get into nannying I like it (laughs) (laughs) I mean he really really loves Wiley and everyone is trying to help Mm-hmm. Brad, I get it. Michael's super enthusiastic about helping, but Brad is just hilarious. Like, I mean, like Michael's offering him help, and he like screams so loud in the hospital, like "No!" <laughs> and sort of. <laughs> and I loved his explanation. No, Lucas is so proud of you and all of your accomplishments, and he was just so determined to have Michael stay away. But pushing why uh, Willow to take I, care I, of Wiley, which just shows how selfish she's being and how like. He doesn't get it. He really doesn't get it. I'm not even going to say it's unlike Brad because at this point, Brad is spiraling. So we're not surprised to see all of these like decisions made from this really chaotic place to like demand that Willa do it. Because to him, it's like the, it's the better option. I don't want the baby near Michael. Let's just go with Willow. He obviously doesn't care whether she'll get hurt or not. But I feel like him insisting it be Willow has less to do with Brad and more to do with what Willow might do. You know, she's also concerned. Oh, right. She left her, she left, you know, her son in his care and he is spiraling. He's leaving, you know, confidential documents in public places that Willow returned to him. He's not really performing super well at work. Everybody notices that he's spinning. So I just felt like the pushing was less so about Brad's unraveling, maybe in part, but I just feel like it has something to do with her story. Oh, very insightful. You're having a way so, better day than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll see. And I mean, I was just a little annoyed with Sonny's conversation with Julian, but also happy with the way Julian handled Sonny. He was very witty this week. He had the parapet comment, the Carly comment. Like, he's on point. Well, yeah, Sonny made the mistake of when he confronted Julian and kind of saying how he knew what he knew. You're pretty much opening yourself up to him pointing out to you so you had your wife followed is basically (laughs) what that was about and I was just annoyed because look 
you know, Sonny had that whole truck thing happen, and I don't know if he thought that for some reason that shady conversation that Julian had with Brad and mentioning his whole family, you know, had anything to do with him coming after him. And I just feel like if you're a good mobster, how? You know what I mean? How <laughs> how are these things even related? And I just feel like when Julian confirmed to you, hey, I want to continue our good relationship. I have nothing against any of your family. I just feel like, well, do, do you believe him? Yes or no? Like, he's pretty much answering answering like your concern and addressing what you came for so I just really didn't like when he was just like pushing Julian and accusing him of like making a move on Wiley it's like what are you talking about you know like first of all nothing in that conversation suggested that Julian was seeking custody other than just I'll I'll love my grandson and spend time (laughs) with him sometimes like I just thought it was just a little bit extreme and it's in those moments that Sonny gets to me. It's like, I love him, but he has this really special ability to kind of do things where it's like, you see all sides of him, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, yeah. And I felt it was just like really immature. It was really immature. And I guess I'm just sick of everybody like coming down on Julian, especially when it comes to Wiley and Lucas, even though all of this is his fault, but still they don't know that. Exactly. (laughs) But I have some interesting comments about Gladys. That woman is so not sympathetic at all. I know. Like I, I, I have nothing for this woman. Like you're, you're being so manipulative. Like, you know that they don't want you there, but you're somewhere where like, they don't freaking want you to be. You're like, I love living in a mansion (laughs) and you're pushing your stay. And I just feel like, okay, if you're really lonely, and you, and you really, really care about this family, then why don't you try to have, like, why don't you try to befriend them in a normal way? You know? Right? And and if you're so serious about this, then what do you need money for? You love having a family, then maybe stop taking Sonny's money. Because he's paying you to pretend to be Deb's grandmother. And then what was it when she said, uh, sometimes it feels like I really am? And he's like, creeped nope. me out. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm sorry. It just keep, it creeps me out. And I think Carly has it right when she keeps bringing up the word boundaries. I think that sort of captured what she's doing. I just feel like the way she's acting is jarring because they made an explicit deal. She negotiated for more money. And now all of a sudden you're acting like this warm, loving person. And I just want to be around people. It, it's so, it's so like the opposite of how she presented herself to Sunny. I agree. It doesn't make sense. And I, I just, I still don't know where it's going. So I have some answers for that in our comments. But before I, I, I um, get to that, I just want to point out that you were totally right. Because last week we talked about how she would act as a wedge between Sunny and Carly. And she did that. She handed him that research. And I just have to say, like, I find that whole thing very realistic. That whole concept of, like, when she handed the research paper to him. Mm-hmm. I yes. just feel like, you know, that is something a lot of families do and go through when you're nearing the end. Like, let's just try to find all of these Hail Marys, if you will. And so as soon as she handed that paper to him, that, that really meant a lot to Sonny, you know, like she handed him a potential, you know, some hope. And then he took that home and he wants to move forward with it. And I felt like, look at what that research paper did between him and Carly the moment Mm. he got home. So I think you're absolutely right about her role right now, which is creating that wedge between Sonny and Carly. Maybe not intentionally, but she's clearly getting close to Sunny. And some people had this to say. So Cinnamon Deb was saying, why is Gladys trying to get info on Sunny's business dealings? Is she a plant for the police? <gasps> and then PT Moxie in the conversation uh, with Cinnamon uh, Deb said, that would make total sense. The phone call to Brando 
that he caught her on at Christmas was definitely with someone else. If it isn't the feds she's working with, a rival maybe? That is very insightful. <laughs> that is really, really good. The possibility that she truly was on the phone with someone Ooh, and just I, sort of talking in code. I'm kind of digging that angle because it's me. It's, it's very, very like out of nowhere. Because then I can tolerate her. She knows the crap out of me. So, like, if there's Same. something really, really good like that, then maybe, maybe I can tolerate her a little bit more on the show. And so I just wanted to, I, you know what I noticed this year for New Year's on GH? Usually there's always this, like, Metro Court party. And there was no major party on Port Charles, which I have to say. I liked that everyone had a low-key New Year's because those are most of my New Year's. So <laughs> it know. made me not have FOMO. So I really like that. <laughs> Everybody went skating at midnight, whereas like I don't even think I could have been standing upright at midnight. But the teenagers, oh, they are just so full of sweet little drama. But it's just crazy how into it I am, though. Like, I'm so <laughs> into it. Like, when Dev and Josh had that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was, like, freaking out over their moment. But this is what I'm worried about. Will Joss go for Cam when it's not fully what she wants because she wants to kind of like push past her embarrassment with Dev? Well, okay, so here's the thing. I I think that might be the case. I don't want to. I really, really don't want to. But the reason I think that is because of what Trina said. She what said, did Trina say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember. That's why I slowed down. Um, that... Um, when she was talking, she said she just needs something really simple right now to move forward. Ooh, that's a subtle hint. Whereas I was like, that might conflict with the obvious hint where they said if um, Cam and Trina aren't are single by midwinter formal, they'll go together. So I just thought, okay, that's when Cam and Trina are gonna. Ooh, but what if they do have something? <laughs> but he's with Joss at this point. Oh, I'm very much looking forward to all of that. But I mean, like, it was so obvious that Dev, like, I really believe what Dev was saying, you know, like, I think he absolutely has feelings for her and he's doing his best to push it off because I do think it's a matter of respect. Like that part of what he shared with her was honest, the not having feelings for her part. I think that's the part that he's lying about. Obviously. Oh, 100%. You can't fake that. No, it was so good. <laughs> and I never I thought I would feel that way. But I mean, you got to follow the chemistry here. And that's <laughs> where it's at right now. But I do think that there is an important reason for her to have this sort of like fake thing with Cam. She's already heard him once by having a fake relationship. They almost yeah. had a real relationship. And then now, so a couple of almost. Oh, yeah. Very reminiscent of Carly and Jason, all these almost. But <gasps> yeah, yeah. I'm hoping oh, no. for one day... Not an almost, because I was thinking, you know, one reason for this to happen is, is once again, to just build a rich history between Cam and Joss. I just, oh, I just don't want him to get hurt. Of course not, but I think Trina will be there to break his fall. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. So, real quick here, Sunny and Jason, back to the Corinthos kitchen. It was really cute. I really felt like, for a moment, Jason was actually, like, Steve Burton. It was so cute, the, like, um... The, the mentioning of Tennessee, because that's where he had moved yes. to for a brief time. Yeah. But okay, come on. When Jason was talking to Sonny and he's like, who would rob a coffee truck? I was like, did you forget how to mob? What do you mean? Why would somebody like go for one of your trucks? But think about it. It's been so long since they've had a rival. Everything has been going smooth that they might have forgotten how to like do business, I found. No, I think you're absolutely right. 
And it was hilarious to see. I just, I'm curious though, like, I wonder if it's going to be somebody new or old because that's what Jordan was saying when she was um, super annoyed by Jason, basically saying it's somebody old or new coming after you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, priming always makes me laugh. Okay, so Jordan. So, you know, I was obsessed with her her and Curtis's marriage. Yes. Um, last week I still am I think it's continuing to deteriorate Bob died um, <laughs> it was devastating I am super so important all the time but what I think is so cool and interesting about this is that we talk about this all the time you know like when something feels very normal and subtle mm-hmm. we love it and that's the thing it's a normal-ish thing she experienced the death of a friend so this life event happens it's not a dramatic life event it's not like somebody stole my mother's face and pretended to be my dad like there was none of that it was just like it was just like straight up something happened that made me sad but you can see how it's literally like pulling them apart a little bit like when even when Curtis walks away from her she's in her own world she's in a fog and I like that she that that was conveyed even last weekend at the wedding that it's obvious she's in a bit of a fog and he kind of like looks back at her and walks away mm-hmm. and you can see that there's there's a bit of a separation there and then she makes a phone call asking her backstory to come to court charles dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so excited <laughs> to see who this, who this person is and also i kind of like it seems like it's an old colleague at this point but obviously there's such a significance that you're bringing in another person. So I am really intrigued about what's going on with them. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. So we totally forgot this one. Elizabeth, super close to Nicholas. I love that scene because like Elizabeth did work so hard to just stare at all the tools and not really take (laughs) up space in that room. So I'm like, okay, he's obviously going to walk up behind her, which he did. And that's what I was just like, what will this do to her relationship dynamic? Because I do hope that, they share story and scenes together because now you have Elizabeth with Franco. You have, you have Nicholas with Ava. Ava and Franco have a friendship. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth and Nick have a friendship. I just wonder how that's going to be. I wonder how he'll be with Nicholas because they were really close, really close. Like she slept with him close. <laughs> that is pretty close. Close as you can get. But yeah, I can see a game night playing out. That would be an awesome scene. A game night with those four? Oh my yep. gosh, that would be so freaking insane to watch. Oh my gosh. Oh wow, wow. Watching <laughs> Ava play like normal person. And even Nicholas, you know, he's a prince. He doesn't do those kinds of commoner things like play, well, not those kinds of games. He plays his own games. Exactly. So what was your favorite this week? Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot now. There was a lot. Okay, no, there was there was a lot, but the okay, one that pops into my head like right in this moment was when Don't be um, mine. Then it's when Sunny says you get a car in my head. If you get a car, you get a car now, you get out of here. <laughs> I, I know how desperate are you? Here's a car I bought for you to drive away in. Um, okay. My favorite, and I'm surprised it's not your favorite line. I don't know. It reminds me of you. But not because I think that. Forget it. Forget it. But my, <laughs> it's what Peter said. Rotten people can love too. <laughs> it's not about you, but it's know, a line like, that I would teasing. see you noticing. That's true. It is a good one. There were so many, though. Like, I have, like, a full list. There were so many. But you don't have that list? <laughs> no, because... <laughs> I'm cracking under pressure. <laughs> okay, do we have a drum roll? Is that not that's a close drum roll? Enough. Close enough. It's close okay. enough. Okay, <laughs> do it. Do it. 
I'm giving you the honors. Of course. Um, so, <laughs> so through the use of random draw, that's what they would say in a game show. With technology, it was a random number generator. <laughs> so, and the winner of our giveaway is at the Pretty Pixie on Twitter. Woo! Congratulations. So we'll contact you over the weekend to get your details and to send you your package. Yay. So exciting. That was really cool. So, yeah, thank you everybody for entering and congratulations again to At the Pretty Pixie. Yay! Congratulations. Bye. Bye.